This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. All right, let's get to this NBA slate we have on deck for us tonight here on the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Let's start with Pelicans Magic. Kind of an odd line here as the Pelicans are only favored by a point and a half. Total 227 and a half. Jenks, uh, does this line look weird to you? It looks pretty short to me. Yeah, I think the wrong team is favored, which is, I know, the lamest thing you could ever say. The wrong team is favored? You think the Magic should be be favored? Yeah, I do. Absolutely. The Pelicans suck right now. They're so bad. They've (laughs) lost seven out of their last ten. Brandon Ingram still hasn't played. Zion Williamson is out for an extended period of time. And the Magic are like the Thunder in that you look at them, and they are not a good basketball team, right? I am not... I am not making a case for the Orlando Magic. But what I am saying, as a covering team, Orlando is really good. They're 13-9 and nine against the spread at home. That's one of the better marks in the league. And I think the Magic get penalized as far as the numbers are concerned just because they're so bad. When you take a deeper look, you realize these guys actually cover on a semi-regular basis because everyone is always fading them, just like the Thunder. I would take the Magic on the money line, plus 105. I've seen nothing out of the Pelicans over the past couple weeks. They're lost without – they got C.J. McCollum and a bunch of dudes. Well, listen, I'm not going to jump on the train saying the Magic should be favored in this one. Bold statement, my friend, because it's still the Magic. And here's the thing. You're right. This is a Magic team that's been covering numbers, but covering a a point-and-a-half spread is a little different than covering 11 Five and a half, eight and a half, six and a half, because these are the type of points that Orlando is normally given. And you're right, the Pelicans are not a trustworthy squad right now. But in their last 10 games, they've only been favored in two of those. So normally they're not getting a ton of credit. And uh, the two games that they have been favored, they won both of those and covered the spread. Granted, those were two very bad teams in the Pistons and the Rockets. But I don't think Orlando is very good either. But I'll, I'll say this. Orlando's starting to get a little healthier. They have most of their young superstars back in the lineup. Paolo Bancaro continues to be pretty solid. Uh, Wendell Carter's back in the lineup. Markel Fultz and Cole Anthony. They're still a bad team, but maybe they're a little less banged up. But I don't think I'm willing to put my money on the magic in this one. All right, let's go to Atlanta. Hawks, Knicks. And we have the Hawks laying three and a half. Total 232 and a half. Jinx, uh, what's the initial lean here? Initially, I leaned Hawks because they're playing some of their best basketball of the season. They've won four straight, Mm -hmm. had that huge win in Dallas. But Dallas doesn't play any defense, and the Knicks do. The Knicks hold opponents to the second lowest shooting percentage in the entire league. The Knicks are also unbelievable on the road, not just this season, but going back to last year. The Knicks are 26-7 and against the spread in their last 33 games on the road. Best road covering team in the NBA by a mile. So give me the Knicks plus three and a half. I thought the same thing because I thought at first that the Hawks would probably be the play for me. But this is one of those trends that we've been riding every single day on the show, the Knicks in the first half. And I think it also goes into the handicap that the Hawks have been really bad in the first half. One of the worst Mm -hmm. covering teams in the first half, Atlanta Hawks. If you bet on them every single game 
in the first half, you'd be down seven units, just 20 and 25 ATS. Meanwhile, if you look at the best team in the NBA, guess who it is? It is your New York Knicks, 33 and 13 ATS. You'd be up 18 units if you bet on this every single night. So the fact that they're getting points in this one, I would imagine, in the first half, I think Knicks first half is still the go-to play for me in that one. All right, let's go to Warriors Cavs. Cavs minus seven at home. And we're not seeing a total in this one just yet. Jinx, I think this is a beep, boop, beep system play. Do you really want to play a team that number one is terrible on the road and number two coming off a back-to-back and number three coming off a back-to-back in which they had to go to overtime? It does not seem like a great spot for the Warriors. No, it does not. My only problem with this line is this. First of all, yeah, you're right. Warriors in overtime, back to back to back. They're terrible on the road. So this is a good spot for the Cavs. The problem is Donovan Mitchell is questionable for tonight. So I think without Donovan Mitchell, then this should not be seven. Like it should be, and I'm not one to, I don't make my own lines, but seven sure seems a lot of points without your best player. And the Cavs are talented, and yeah, the Warriors are bad on the road, but this feels like it should be Cavs minus five. Seven is a lot to lay. Even against the Warriors, I get it, who are so bad, but if Mitchell's out, he's questionable. This is a stay away for me. I just think there's too many question marks in this one. But yeah, if I'm leaning one way, it's definitely Cleveland. Yeah, I'll bet that Clay Thompson probably doesn't play because uh, they're coming off the back-to-back. I think that's why this line is so high. It's telling us that somebody ain't playing for Golden State, yeah. which I think is probably the case, because not only did they play in a back-to-back, it was also a rematch of the NBA Finals. This was a big-time game, an overtime game. They're trying to kind of shake the narrative off that they can't play on the road. And they kind of crumbled down the stretch. So maybe they'll play with a little bit of angst here and want to come out with a win. But still, I think I would lean towards the Cavs, who have been an absolute wagon at home. The Warriors have been terrible on the road. I'll take the Cavs here. Uh, Let's go to Dallas. Heat minus one and and a half against the Mavs. Total 217 and a half. Quietly, the Heat have been a pretty solid team. But Jenks, here on the show, we hate Mm. betting on the Heat because we never know who's playing. Are you ever going to trust the Heat, even though they've been pretty good? No, here's what I like here. I'm going to go with the over. I think this total is too low at 217.5. And And the reason why it's so low is because here's the thing. These are two of the slowest pace of play teams in all the NBA. I think they're both bottom three. But Dallas is still one of the best over teams in the league, especially when playing at home. They're 15-8 and to the over this season which is fourth best in the league. And Jason Kidd said a few nights ago, we've got to improve our defense. We've got to improve our defense. They have given up in their last three games, 130 to the Hawks, 140 to the Blazers, and then before that, 136 to the Blazers, 115 to the Lakers, four games earlier. The Heat are healthier, and they're playing better offensively now because they have more bodies. So I'm going to go over 217 in a hook. I do think that that's a pretty low number, But also, if you look at the Blazers, like, that's an over team. Same could be said for, like, the Hawks. Like, they're always giving up a ton of points. So, this one is different, but you're right. You're playing the number here. And also, the Heat have been pretty solid uh, when it comes to their shooting splits. Shooting over 50% in two of their last three. So, maybe this is a Heat team that is finally finding their stride. And I will say, the injury report looks 
way shorter than it normally does because normally it's just like a laundry list and I can't even go down all of the names because it's so long. All right, next up, we go to Denver where the Nuggets are huge favorites against the Pacers. 11 and a half is the line here. Total 240 and a half. Uh, Jenks, you laying the big number with the Nugs? I sure am. I love this play. I'm going to play it. Whatever. Throwing caution to the win. It's the weekend. Pacers have lost five straight, Chelsea. They're one in five against the number in their last six games overall. They do an awful job of guarding the three-point line. And this is this is why I really like this matchup. The Pacers are awful guarding long-range shots. Nuggets just happen to be the best three-pointing shooting team in the entire league. Denver has won eight straight. Nikola Jokic just recorded his 14th triple-double of the season. And the Nuggets are 7-2 and two against the number in their last nine games at home. I think this has blowout written all over it. I'm going to lay 11 and a half with Denver. Ugh. Laying 11 and a half in the NBA is not I a know. game that I will be taking taking uh, uh, part of. Here's the thing about the Pacers. They've been a wreck without Tyrese Halliburton, but the one nugget of good news for the Pacers is that they do have Miles Turner back. Uh, he's at least one of their pieces that can at least contribute in some kind of way. Although he hasn't been like necessarily huge in most of his games, he did score 30 against the Bucs uh, back on January 16th. So maybe there's a reason that they can cover the 11 and a half. At some point, I think this Nuggets train has to slow down just a little because you're right. They've been absolutely rolling. And Nikola Jokic, night after night, is putting up like insane numbers and it's always like triple doubles. So maybe you're right, but I think I'm going to stay away. Next up, we have the Nets and the Jazz. We've got the Jazz laying six and a half here and the total is 227 and a half. Jinx, what's the angle? God, I guess I would lay it with the Jazz. How do you trust the Nets right now? They're on the back end of a back-to-back. They're playing their fourth game in six days. They're 0-4 without Kevin Durant in the lineup. They're 3-4 and this season against the number with no rest. And the Jazz are 15-8 and against the number at home this year. This spread might be a touch high, but Brooklyn is, is just a no-bet right now. They lost to Phoenix last night, and I know Phoenix got Cam Johnson back. So what? Kyrie played... Had 21 in the second half. I think he had 30 overall. But the Nets have not figured it out without KD. So if you're going to bet this game, I got to lean Utah here. I think the angle for me is sticking with Nick Claxton. Once again, last night went over his blocks prop. Had three blocks. He is leading the NBA in blocks right now. He's gone over two and a half blocks in 10 straight games. So until they fix the number on that, which... Eventually they will, because I was playing his blocks and steals over two and a half, but he was clearing that just by blocks alone. Uh, but definitely keep your eye on Nick Claxton in the props market. Blocks and steals, defensively, he has been a difference maker for the Nets. Finally, Thunder Kings, Kings minus three, total 243. Jenks, anything you want to get in here quickly? Absolutely not. Just check on <laughs> just check on the status of DeMontis Savonis. He's questionable for this game with a non-COVID illness. Check on that. Outside of that, no thanks, Chelsea. Oh, you don't want to bet on the Kings? For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.